Welcome to Move Forth with Grace. I'm so glad you're here to immerse yourself into God's Word and to open your heart to His lessons today so that the wisdom of God can move through you and into the lives of those around you and continue in generations to come. Welcome, welcome. Today's podcast is brought to you by Neverbands. These are medical freedom bracelets I created for adults and children. I teamed with a medical ID company in Texas so that you can equip yourself and your family against the unethical enforcement of the experimental COVID-19 injection. By wearing these, we can band together to preserve freedom. Get yours today at www.neverbands.shop. It is also brought to you by the Move Forth brand. On my website, you can find tips on freedom, health, and grace and merchandise for you and your family. My website is www.move-forth.com. I'm reading from the Founder's Bible, and it is a New American Standard Bible that includes historical documents from the Founder's era. I cannot recommend one enough for your home. It's a wonderful, wonderful resource. Beautifully done. It's amazing. You can find one at www.foundersbible.com. I'm following the five-day Bible reading plan, and you can download and print a copy today to follow along if you would like. And that's on www.5daybiblereading.com. If this is your first time being here, I want to welcome you to the podcast. You can absolutely continue from here and go to the end and then just follow up, you know, going back to day one and coming up to this point here. That's absolutely fine. Or you can just stop this episode right now and go to the day one episode and let today literally be your first day in reading the Bible in a year. Either way is great. I'm just so glad that you're here. So with all that said, I have never read the entire Bible, and I've never done it in a year, so I am not a theologian, I am not a church historian, I am not a preacher, none of those things. I am just literally reading the Bible um, so that you can read along, and we can journey and do this together in reading the Bible in a year. So for connection and community, please consider joining the Move Forth with Grace group on my website. I will absolutely not sell you one thing. It's just a place for us to gather as we do this together. So today is day 76, and I'm going to get my pen out really quickly. I like to keep track here. So day 76, and one second here. We are going to read Ruth 1 and 2 and Acts 3 today. The Book of Ruth, Naomi Widowed, Chapter 1. Now it came about in the days when the judges governed that there was a famine in the land, and a certain man of Bethlehem in Judah went to sojourn in the land of Moab with his wife and his two sons. The name of the man was Elimelech, and the name of his wife Naomi. And the names of his two sons were Malon and Shilion, Ephrates of Bethlehem in Judah. Now they entered the land of Moab and remained there. Then Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left with her two sons. They took for themselves Moabite women as wives. The name of the one was Oprah, or excuse me, Orpah, and the name of the other, Ruth. And they lived there about ten years. Then both Malon and Shilion also died, and the woman was bereft of her two children and her husband. Then she arose with her daughters-in-law, that she might return from the land of Moab, for she had heard in the land of Moab that the Lord had visited his people in giving them food. 
So she departed from the place where she was and her two daughters-in-law with her, and they went on the way to return to the land of Judah. And Naomi said to her daughters-in-law, Go return, each of you, to her mother's house. May the Lord deal kindly with you as you have dealt with the dead and with me. May the Lord grant that you may find rest each in the house of her husband. Then she kissed them, and they lifted up their voices and wept. And they said to her, No, but we will surely return with you to your people. But Naomi said, Return, my daughters. Why should you go with me? Have I yet sons in the womb, that they may be your husbands? Return, my daughters. Go, for I am too old to have a husband. If I said I have hope, if I should even have a husband tonight, and also bear sons. Would you therefore wait until they were grown? Would you therefore refrain from marrying? No, my daughters, for it is harder for me than for you, for the hand of the Lord has gone forth against me. Ruth's loyalty. And they lifted up their voices and wept again. And Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clung to her. Then she said, Behold, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. But Ruth said, Do not urge me to leave you or turn back from following you. For where you go, I will go, and where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. Thus may the Lord do to me, and worse, if anything but death parts you and me. When she saw that she was determined to go with her, she said no more to her. So they both went until they came to Bethlehem. And when they had come to Bethlehem, all the city was stirred because of them, and the women said, Is this Naomi? She said to them, Do not call me Naomi, call me Mara, for the Almighty has dealt very bitterly with me. I went out full, but the Lord has brought me back empty. Why do you call me Naomi, since the Lord has witnessed against me, and the Almighty has afflicted me? So Naomi returned, and with her Ruth the Moabites, her daughter-in-law, who returned from the land of Moab, and they came to Bethlehem at the beginning of barley harvest. Ruth gleans in Boaz's field, chapter 2. Now Naomi had a kinsman of her husband, a man of great wealth of the family of Elimelech, whose name was Boaz. And Ruth the Moabites said to Naomi, Please let me go to the field and glean among the ears of grain after one in whose sight I may find favor. And she said to her, Go, my daughter. So she departed and went and gleaned in the field after the reapers, and she happened to come to the portion of the field belonging to Boaz, who was of the family of Elimelech. Now behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem and said to the reapers, May the Lord be with you. And they said to him, May the Lord bless you. Then Boaz said to his servant, who was in charge of the reapers, Whose young woman is this? The servant is in charge of the reapers replied, She is the young Moabite woman who returned with Naomi from the land of Moab. And she said, Please let me glean and gather after the reapers among the sheaves. Thus she came, and she remained from the morning until now. She has been sitting in the house for a little while. Then Boaz said to Ruth, Listen carefully, my daughter. Do not go to glean in another field. Furthermore, do not go on from this one, but stay here with my maids. Let your eyes be on the field which they reap and go after them. Indeed, I have commanded the servants not to touch you. When you are thirsty, go to the water jars and drink from what the servants draw. Then she fell on her face, bowing to the ground, and said to him, Why have I found favor in your sight, 
and you should take notice of me, since I am a foreigner. Boaz replied to her, All that you have done for your mother-in-law after the death of your husband has been fully reported to me, and how you left your father and your mother and land of your birth and came to people that you did not previously know. May the Lord reward your work and your wages be full from the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to seek refuge. Then she said, I have found favor in your sight, my Lord, for you have comforted me and indeed have spoken kindly to your maidservant, though I am not like one of your maidservants. At mealtime, Boaz said to her, Come here that you may eat of the bread and dip your piece of bread in the vinegar. So she sat beside the reapers and he served her roasted grain and she ate and was satisfied and had some left. When she rose to glean, Boaz commanded his servants saying, Let her glean even among the sheaves and do not insult her. Also you shall purposely pull out for her some grain from the bundles and leave it that she may glean and do not rebuke her. So she gleaned in the field until evening. Then she beat out what she had gleaned, and it was about an ephah of barley. She took it up and went into the city, and her mother-in-law saw that she had gleaned. She also took it and gave Naomi what she had left after she was satisfied. Her mother-in-law then said to her, Where did you glean today, and where did you work? May he who took notice of you be blessed. So she told her mother-in-law, with whom she had worked, and said, The name of the man with whom I worked today is Boaz. Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, May he be blessed of the Lord, who has not withdrawn his kindness to the living and to the dead. Again Naomi said to her, The man is our relative. He is one of our closest relatives. Then Ruth the Moabitess said, Furthermore, he said to me, You should stay close to my servants until they have finished all my harvest. Naomi said to Ruth, her daughter-in-law, It is good, my daughter, that you go out with his maids, so that others do not fall upon you in another field. So she stayed close by the maids of Boaz in order to glean until the end of the barley harvest and the wheat harvest, and she lived with her mother-in-law. Acts chapter 3, Healing the Lame Beggar Now Peter and John were going up to the temple at the ninth hour, the hour of prayer. And a man who had been lame from his mother's womb was being carried along, whom they used to set down every day at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, in order to beg alms of those who were entering the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to go into the temple, he began asking to receive alms. But Peter, along with John, fixed his gaze on him and said, Look at us. And he began to give them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I do not possess silver and gold, but what I do have I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene. Walk. And seizing him by the right hand, he raised him up, and immediately his feet and his ankles were strengthened. With a leap he stood upright, and he began to walk, and he entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God, and they were taking note of him as being the one who used to sit at the beautiful gate of the temple to beg alms, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Peter's Second Sermon While he was clinging to Peter and John, all the people ran together to them at the so-called portico of Solomon, full of amazement. But when Peter saw this, he replied to the people, Men of Israel, why are you amazed at this? Or why do you gaze at us as if by your own power... 
or piety, we had made him walk. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified his servant Jesus, the one whom you delivered and disowned in the presence of Pilate when he had decided to release him. But you disowned the holy and righteous one and asked for a murderer to be granted to you, but put to death the prince of life, the one whom God raised from the dead, a fact to which we are witnesses. And on the basis of faith in his name, it is the name of Jesus, which has strengthened this man whom you see and know, and the faith which comes through him has given him his perfect health in the presence of you all. And now, brethren, I know that you acted in ignorance, just as your rulers did also. But the things which God announced beforehand by the mouth of all the prophets, that as Christ would suffer, he has thus fulfilled. Therefore, repent and return, so that your sins may be wiped away, in order that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, and that he may send Jesus, the Christ appointed for you, whom, in he- whom heaven must receive until the period of restoration of all things about which God spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from ancient time. Moses said, The Lord God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your brethren. To him you shall give heed to everything he says to you. And it will be that every soul that does not heed that prophet shall be utterly destroyed from among the people. And likewise, all the prophets who have spoken from Samuel and his successors onward also announce these days. It is you who are the sons of the prophets and of the covenant which God made with your fathers, saying to Abraham, And in your seed all the families of the earth shall be blessed. For you first, God, raised up his servant and sent him to bless you by turning every one of you from your wicked ways. And those are our readings today. So, in this Bible, it's great. It actually gives a description of each book. And so, what it says here about Ruth is that, let's see. Okay, let me see if I can say a short, let's see. So, in Judges, we saw the repeated cycle of sin and its devastating consequences. And that book closed with this, saying, In those days, there was no king in Israel. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. And the national disorder led to the situation described in Ruth, famine. The word Bethlehem translated means house of bread, and Judah means praise. So the opening condition described in Ruth depicts a tragic parable with prophetic implications when there is no bread in the house of bread, the people depart from the place of praise. And what follows is a beautiful love story and redemption that parallels the greater drama of the Lord and us as his people, where Boaz is cast in the Lord's role as our kinsman redeemer, and Ruth depicts the heart of the future bride. So that's just, I, I love that description of that, how the parallel, and I love all the parallels in the Bible, and Bible studies are wonderful uh, for this, to see just kind of um, those messages that maybe we miss. I know that I miss a lot of 
messages. Um, and there are many. There apparently are many. And um, so Bible studies are wonderful for that reason to just be able to learn something that you never have. So that is definitely something that I learned today. So the question maybe today, is there anything in these chapters written thousands of years ago that you learned for the first time today? And, uh, and did it amaze you? And so, yes, it amazed me. That's for sure. And then I love the story in Acts today about, um, the healing of the lame beggar. That was really powerful, right? I mean, Peter, was able to help this man heal in the name of Jesus. I mean, it's wonderful. And just imagining his joy and the praise for God that he had and, and the witnesses and how they must have felt, you know, after after Jesus had passed. But, of course, he's still alive, right? He's still alive to this day. Amen. So let's go ahead and say our prayer. Dear Lord, thank you for this time to gather together today. Thank you for just how you planned your word to come through people specifically in a certain way for us to learn and to study and to discover so many things. Thank you for this process of learning and discovery. It's incredible. We are just so very grateful and that everything points to your son, Jesus, our Savior, who conquered death. Yes, conquered death and that so that we may have eternal life with him. What a beautiful and hopeful thing that we can hold on to each and every day. And we can be grateful for each and every day. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, that concludes our episode today. Thank you so much for being here and for sharing this podcast with people in your life. I really, really appreciate it. And I know that the Lord does too. Let's keep on being messengers of empowerment, encouraging others with the life-giving word of our Lord. I look forward to being with you in the next episode. Take care.